Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Coach School podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimmy. I went from being a burnt out pediatric hospitalist to building a multiple six-figure coaching business while working full-time. I did this by mastering sales and getting my clients amazing results as a coach because the two go hand in hand. In the Doctor Coach School, I help women doctors become transformative coaches and build profitable, high-ticket coaching businesses using my proprietary coaching tools and my proven sales framework. If you are a woman doctor who wants to obtain freedom through coaching, you are in the right place. Let's get started. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the DCS Podcast. As you can probably see, I am doing a sort of a mini series on how I created the results I created in my business, how I quit my job, even two years before I actually quit, you know, walking you through the story of my business um, because I just thought it would be helpful for you to see where I've started and how I have achieved the results that I've created in my business um, over the past several years. And, you know, I thought it would be important because many of you are where I was. And so lest you think (laughs) that I came right out the gate and just started like killing it. Absolutely not. My first year in business was filled with so much failure, so many tears. The failure is exactly why I have the business that I have now. It's exactly why I have the IP that I have now. It's exactly why I have the success and the results that I have now. But there was so much failure, so much failure in that first year. And so in this episode, I wanted to continue the story of the last episode and really talk you through my rock bottom moment in my business and what I did to put myself out of that rock bottom moment and be able to really shift. And in the next episode, I'm gonna talk about how I signed my first $5,000 client. And that was the start of me hitting my six figure year. So let's talk about the rock bottom moment though, because it it was, it was when I say rock bottom, we talking about bottom. Okay. It was low. It was low. So here is the lead up to that. I hosted a five day free challenge in 2020. It was my like procrastination to purpose challenge. Right. And I was selling my offer, which was called Procrastination to Purpose. And it was a $697 offer. Now I was, you know, doing my challenge and I was going to be selling my offer on the back end of the challenge. And so I, at that time, had had so many challenges where people weren't buying my offer, right? I think before that I had like three challenges or so where I was trying to sell my offer and I sold like the most I sold was like three or four people at $697. And Again, I at that time was not focused on one-on-one coaching at all, which is why I teach my clients now to start with one-on-one coaching. It is the best way to have a profitable and sustainable business. Us trying to sell groups, like I had no business trying to sell a group. I had no business trying to do a launch, y'all. There is a different skill set that you need in order to create multiple clients at once as opposed to signing one client at a time and learning on-demand selling. Like in DCS, I teach on-demand selling, like being able to sell a client today, right? Like I'm going to sell a client today. I'm going to have someone in my DMs today, right? That 
on-demand selling is the skill you need to develop first before you develop the skill of launching. And I teach my clients how to launch in phase three, but you got to get proficient on one-on-one coaching first. And that shift is why I hit six figures in 2021 was because I shifted from this like needing to launch thing to just selling one-on-one coaching, right? But in the beginning, I was like, well, I'm a physician. I ain't got a lot of time. Everybody else has group programs. Everyone else is launching. Amy Porterfield's launching. All the people are launching. (laughs) I should be launching, right? Which is what it's so common for so many of us to do is to look at the gurus who have million-dollar businesses and teams, and they're launching, and we try to replicate their complicated launch process. So that is exactly what I did. I tried to have a launch with multiple parts, like lots of moving parts, except I only had one VA, right? So what I did was, this was my idea for how I'm going to move through that, right? Like, how can I like have this like complicated launch and get multiple people by my offer? Because I needed to get, I wanted to get, I think I remember my goal being 20 people. I wanted 20 people to buy my offer at six ninety seven, right? Because that would have been like a thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar launch, and it was it was going to be like a five figure launch. And I felt like, okay, then I'm going to be saying something. Then I'm somebody. <laughs> if I've done a five figure launch, then I'm somebody, right? Um, and Amy Porterfield said that I could do it, and all these other people are are doing it. And so why can't I do it, right? And so what I did was. I hired a launch strategist. Now, I hired this lady. She was working with one of my friends on her podcast, but she said that she was also a launch strategist so she could help me launch my offer. So the the proposition was she was going to help me set up my Facebook ads. Why in the world would I ever set up Facebook ads when I don't even know how to sell I was just going to scale my inability to sell by setting up Facebook ads, right? But she was going to help me set up my Facebook ads. And I was like, well, surely, surely if I can't sell, I just need to get more people in the door. And then that way, if I have more people in the door, I'll be able to sell to them. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You have to know how to sell first before you can scale that through Facebook ads, right? Like I'm just, 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 just starting to think of, you know, venturing into the ad world because I feel like I've nailed my messaging and I know how to sell to my people. But like I had no business in 2020 selling on Facebook ads, but she was going to help me set up my Facebook ads. She was going to um, write my emails for my launch. Um, She was going to schedule all of my emails. She was going to um, give me the strategy for what Instagram reels I was going to do. Like all of this was too good to be true because she also was only charging me like $4,000, which was a lot for me at the time because I was not making any money, right? Barely. I was barely making any money. And this lady was like, well, I'm going to help you do all of these things and launch and and reels and all of the things. And I was just like, this sounds incredible. I am going to delegate all of this work to her. That means I don't have to do it myself. I don't have to figure all of this out, right? Totally not the best move (laughs) for me. But Um, that's what I did. So at the time I had also just hired Judy. Judy is my right-hand woman in this business. And she had just come on as my podcast manager. 
and my general VA. And so it was Judy and it was this lady, we'll call her Amy. Um, It was Amy and Judy and they were going to be helping me at this launch. From the beginning, it was a disaster. She would miss deadlines. She would miss meetings. Not Judy, Amy. <laughs> Judy has been incredible. Amy would miss deadlines. She would miss meetings. She would... Um, say she was going to do things and not get it done. She said she was running Facebook ads, but the ads like weren't turned on. And like, I found that I found that the ads weren't turned on because I just happened to double check one day and I was like, wait, my ads are not turned on. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. So just all of these things that she, she just was not executing on. Right. And then the final straw was she basically said she, had turned on my ads, everything was running fine. And then I started getting messages from people saying, Hey, I'm looking at your Facebook ad, but like, I can't click anything. Like I can't actually click the ad. The link isn't working. And I got so upset about it. And I ended up kind of venting to my friend who had referred her to me, but Amy had access to my social media. And so she saw my message and she was like, um, I, I don't really think it's a good fit for us to be working together. And I had already decided I was going to fire her that that's basically what she saw in the message. And I was like, yeah, it's not, you know, this is, this is not working. Um, but before I even, kind of fired her. So I fired her during the launch. Like I had, I was launching for like two weeks during the actual like challenge. Again, nothing was being put up that was supposed to be put up. The graphics I was supposed to be getting were late. Just all these things were just not happening. And I didn't really know how to manage or lead at that time. I was really people pleasing. I was really desperate because I wanted this to work out and it really wasn't working out, but I really wanted it to work out. And so I wasn't speaking up. So it was just multiple, multiple areas of, of badness. Um, and so I did the launch. I fired her in the middle of the launch. I completed the launch. I ended up with three clients, three. Yes. I ended up with three clients. And then I had a fourth client that I gave a free spot to just because I, I wanted to help her in that way. But I ended up with three paying clients. So I did not have a five-figure launch. I had a $2,091 launch. <laughs> so I made $2,000. Now I had already paid Amy $2,000. In the beginning, I was supposed to pay her another $2,000. And I didn't do that because she had not delivered on what she said she would. Um, so I ended up, it was December of 2020 when I f finished that launch and started that cohort. And I had $2,000, probably 2,090 or like I had around $2,000 in my business bank account. And this was a year of like hustling, trying to make things work, not really making any money. This was an entire year of that, right? An entire year of just like overwhelm. And to end the year with $2,000 in my account, but more importantly, to end the year with just little to no hope that anything would change was so incredibly overwhelming. Um, And I felt defeated. I literally wanted to throw away my business, y'all. I was working so hard, nights, weekends, call days, on, on my lunch breaks, like just all of the things to try to make this work. And it just was not working. And I was not making the type of money that was going to help me, you know, 
do the things that I wanted to do in my business and eventually quit my job. Like it just was not going to work for me. And I now had a VA who I had to pay. I had to pay her money, right? And so I had a VA and how was I gonna pay my VA? How was I gonna make this business work? Like now I'm working with these four clients for the next six weeks, which means I can't sell another offer, right? Because again, I had not learned how to sell on-demand coaching. One-on-one, high-ticket on-demand is the way to go, right? So I kind of felt stuck in this launch cycle and my launches weren't going well. So I ended up in December with $2,000 in my business bank account and I needed to make a decision. I needed to make a decision because I could not continue like this. Um, It just wasn't sustainable for myself or my family for me to be working so hard and not have the success that I wanted to have. And it wasn't even really just about like I want to hit six figures or like that wasn't even really my goal. I just wanted to be making enough money and also changing enough lives that it felt like worth it. Like it felt like it just felt like I was working so hard for pennies and that just wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't a good feeling. And I think also because I knew that my ability to help people was not being fully realized because of this minor issue of not knowing how to sell. And that was frustrating, right? Because I knew I could help people. I knew I could change their lives as a procrastination coach. I knew it. I had developed my systems, my self-coaching tools, like all of the things I knew. I knew for sure I could change their lives in my in my offer. And I wasn't able to do that because I didn't know how to launch, right? And that was so frustrating to me. So $2,000 and a decision. And I basically needed to decide like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stop this business and just keep on with this medicine train and hope for the best and just call it, you know, I, I tried my best. I gave it my best shot. It didn't work out. Um, or am I going to be the person that keeps going? And so the first thing that I really did, honestly, was I had to acknowledge that I was trying to do all the things on my own. And I was not working in conjunction with the Lord at all. I was not, I had not given my business to God at that point. Prior to this, I was, you know, I would have said that I was, you know, co-creating a business with God, but I wasn't. I was just hustling, trying to do it all on my own, try to figure it all out by myself, failing, just all of the things, right? Um, And so I, I had to get honest with that, that I, I I mean, I prayed to God about it. I wanted him to help me. And the, like what was deposited into my spirit by the Holy Spirit, I believe was, you know, I mean, you haven't brought me into this business at all. And that was such a hard moment for me because it was true. (laughs) It was true. I hadn't, I had not done that. Um, and so I remember in December of 2020, just kind of crying out to God and I gave him my business. I gave him my business. Um, I just turned it over to him. I was just like, I can't do this, Lord. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not working for me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and so I gave him my business and that was the first thing. And just the sense of peace. And he's had my business ever since. And I'm not perfect by any means. I definitely have moments when I fall off and I go back to trying to do all the things myself and be, you know, lean to my own understanding, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I 
am in such a better place in terms of dedicating my business to God and and really co-creating it with him, right? Like learning to listen for his voice and to not be just out here trying to lean on my own understanding, like really, really putting him in the driver's seat of the business. Not that I'm not doing the work, right? But like, again, the word that I use is co-creating with him. Um, and, And when I did that, I just got so much peace that allowed me to know what my next step should be. And I didn't know the entire, like I couldn't see the entire staircase, but I was able to at least see the next step, which I think is how God operates, right? So what I did at that point was I knew I needed to hire a coach. I knew I needed to hire another coach. Um, I had hired a coach like nine months prior. It didn't work out for various reasons. And I was really gun shy and really hesitant to hire another one. But I knew that I had to have enough trust in myself that I was going to make it work and that I could trust another coach's process and that I could still achieve success, even though I had not achieved success with my prior coach, right? So I I just decided to hire another coach. So I, that started the journey of me looking for my next coach. And I was looking for someone who made money in the way that I wanted to make money and had a similar life as me, right? So someone who the coach that I hired was a black woman. She wasn't a doctor, but she was a black woman. She was a Christian. She had children and she had retired from her from her job um, to be a full-time coach. And her story was very similar to mine because she started off as a productivity coach because of her own story. I started out as a procrastination coach, which is, you know, basically also like a productivity coach because of my story. And so there was just so much synergy between who she was and what she was doing and who I was and what I desired. And so that is the step I decided to take was hiring a coach. And then I, so that that was the second thing I did. So first thing, turn my business over to God. Second thing, hired a coach. Third thing, learned how to sell. I knew like the frustration I felt in the moment. I've told this story before when I'm on a, a training, on a webinar, and I asked, does anyone have any questions? And the question I got was, what type of lipstick are you wearing? I knew that that was keenly because I was not selling. Like I did not know how to sell. I was not actually shifting their beliefs. I wouldn't have used those words, right? But I just knew that it was something in my language. It was something in what I was saying or not saying, or I wasn't helping my people feel safe enough to buy. Again, I wouldn't have used those words, but I just knew something was off in my selling. And I knew that if I could just figure out how to sell, everything's going to turn around because I knew that I was a good coach. Like I had transformed my clients' lives in procrastination of purpose. I, I had testimonials. I knew that my intellectual property was incredible, but I didn't know how to sell it. And so I took myself back to school, y'all. I studied my coach's process, but that, but I also just studied and learned the art and the science of selling. I read books. I listened to podcasts. I, I executed on it, right? Like I held sales calls and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed, right? Until I had developed my own system for doing it, which was the genesis of the sales call prescription, whereby I helped my clients sell on a sales call, like a clinical encounter. But I didn't do that at first. At first, I was just like, what is it about sales? Like what exactly 
am I missing? Like, what am I not getting right? And it was the unconscious conversations that happen in a sales relationship and a sales conversation that I was missing, right? So once I really understood what was happening in my brain, in my client's brain, and I understood the psychology of sales, I started signing clients left and right. Like literally y'all, I would go live and I would sign a client, right? Like I knew if I went live, I would have a a DM with a client ready to work with me, right? But it all came out of that rock bottom moment. So one thing I just want to say is there's a cliche phrase that I actually believe is true, but I want to talk about why it is true. It is always darkest before the dawn or you always kind of hit your highest point and or you kind of hit your inflection point where you never come back down, but it always comes after the lowest point, right? There's also the concept of the rock bottom moment, the premise being that at your lowest moment, your rock bottom moment, there's nowhere to go but up. All of those things are true. And that was my experience. And that's what happened for me. Like I started sending $4,000, well, yeah, $4,000 clients and then $5,000 clients. And then I signed a $7,000 client. Then I signed a $10,000 client. Then I signed a $15,000 client. And then I signed three $15,000 clients. Then I signed four $15,000 clients. Like, like, like it just kept going up from there. I hit six figures. Um, and it never kind of went back down. I have definitely had periods. I have felt like a roller coaster in my business, but I've never had that low, low moment of just like, I am not able to sell. I don't, have any money. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Um, But it's not magic. It's not that for everyone, it's darkest before the dawn because usually when it gets dark, people walk away, right? And I had every opportunity and it would have made sense for me to do the exact same thing. It was available for me to do the exact same thing, to walk away. This is too much. I don't have any money. I'm not able to, I couldn't even pay my VA after I made the investment with my coach, right? And so it was available to me to walk away. And then it wouldn't have been like, oh, it's the darkest before the dawn. Like my my phrase would have just been like, business sucks and it's hard and I don't know what I'm doing and it doesn't work, right? But what I committed to doing was learning from the process, right? What I committed to doing was learning, was learning from what I had gotten wrong in the past. I I committed to evaluating. I was going to extract value out of every single thing that I did in my business. I was going to extract value from it. I was going to learn. I was not going to be the person who just walked away, right? That is why it became my moment, like the pivot and the shift. And it was the darkest before the dawn. It was because of how I interacted in that darkness, right? I didn't give up. I invested in myself. I learned the process. I learned how to sell. I I just, I, I kept my eyes on serving my people and what would be in service to them versus my ego being shot because I'm not, you know, measuring up. Like all of those things were why my business shifted and why that was my rock bottom moment. And I've never gone back down. Right. And I've gone down. Let's, let's be clear. I have gone down. I have done episodes even on here about my $0 launch, et cetera. So I have gone down, but I've never gone all the way back down. And I always go back up because I commit to learning. I commit to growing. I commit to the process of evaluating and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So that was my rock bottom moment, y'all. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how I made my first $5,000 sale in my coaching business. Um, Once I embraced my niche of who I wanted to serve, 
Um, I made my first $5,000 sale. And then we're also going to talk about later in the series, how I hit my first six figures in my coaching business. So I hope that this was helpful for you to just kind of Take it back to my story, my journey, um, what you are dealing with right now in your coaching business is not, it's not something that I have not been through. I have been exactly where you are, no matter where you are, I've been there, okay? And I got you and I wanna help you create a profitable, sustainable coaching business where you are selling $5,000 to $20,000 coaching packages, hitting six figures in your business, no longer relying on clinical medicine to be the end-all be-all for you. And we're gonna start that process at my training on November 28th at 8 p.m. Quit your doctor job by becoming a doctor coach, how to sell 5K to 20K packages and change your career. Listen, I'm also gonna do an episode about how I fell in love with medicine, fell back in love with medicine because that actually did happen. And once I learned how to make money, I just remember the joy and the peace that I felt even walking into the hospital. Um, It was just incredible. And I actually fell back in love with medicine at that point. So we're going to talk about that as well. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next episode. Peace and love y'all.